pros. Lowe's wants to help you keep working. That's why we're open for pro business hours 6 to 7 a.m. Monday through Saturday. You'll find the quantities you expect with dedicated pro associates and loaders to help you get what you need fast and load you up curbside. Now, more than ever, we know you need to win every single bid. You can count on Lowe's for special values on pro-trusted brands and savings when you buy in bulk. Save yourself a trip by shopping Lowe'sforpros.com, where we can ship thousands of items to your doorstep or to the job site. Lowe's is open and pro-ready. McFeelies. Welcome to This Feels Terrible. I'm your host, Erin McGathy. I am talking to you from my hotel room in New Orleans. I know I'm saying that perfectly, and I feel very proud of that. I'm, I'm talking to you from the Cornstock Fence Hotel. I am uh, I'm on tour right now. What you're going to hear in a little bit is the uh, live show from Portland, but this tour is still happening. So if you happen to be listening to this and you live in or near Pensacola, Florida, or St. Louis, or Chicago, um you can still get tickets to see this show live. It's been super fun. We're also going to New York, but that show is sold out. Um, so, so take that. Uh, but there are still tickets available for the rest of the shows, and I would love to see you there. Um, yeah, I'm on tour. Uh, we've been having a great time. It's been... I'm not doing any shows here in New Orleans. I just had never been here before, and so I wanted to see what what it was like. I've potty, and I have been all around the country, and it's been it's been a real it's been a real thrill. It's been great, and all the shows have been wonderful, and uh, everything is great. I should have started recording this intro with uh, with with a story to tell you about our travels. Uh, oh, let's see. Well, I broke down. We broke down in Austin. Turns out the battery and the car needed to be replaced. Um, I also saw some family in Dallas. Uh, everything's been great. I will have more stories later. And I actually did some recording in uh, Salt Lake City, which is another place where we didn't have a show. But uh, but I stopped at a, at a bar and I spoke with a man who... Um, is in the United States because he had a relationship with a married Mormon woman and he is from Morocco and I will be releasing that very soon. But uh, in the meantime, this is the live Portland episode. Uh, and if you've been following the tour, you might say to yourself, oh, but Aaron, uh, didn't you go from Los Angeles to San Francisco and then to Portland? And I would say thank you very much for paying attention. I appreciate your attentiveness to the tour. Uh, yes, there is a San Francisco show. It shall be released. I'm releasing them out of order because the sound for the San Francisco show got a little wonky and requires a, a bit more attention. So um, that's that. 
so this is the Portland show that I did at King's King's Olympian, sorry, that I did at Kelly's Olympian, which was a fantastic venue. The people there were so great and fun, and it was a really great show, and the audience was wonderful, and after the show, I ended up hanging out with a couple Canadians who had driven from Edmonton. We, we wound up at a at a feminist strip club it was it was great great times had by all uh the hangover the next day was undesirable but the experiences and memories will last a lifetime or at least for a while so it's all fine i don't i don't know it's possible you might be able to hear my feet creaking right now on the uh floorboards of this hotel it's a very old hotel and i wish i was cooler when it came to not being afraid of old hotels and ghosts and stuff. And I am racing to record this intro and to send off the podcast to Dustin to, to put up on the internet because uh, it is getting dark. And I, I'd like to, I mean, I'm not afraid of, I'm not, I'm, I don't even want to talk about it because I'm standing in this room right now. It just has very high ceilings and it's in New Orleans, which is a, um, splendidly spooky city. And, uh, yeah. So moving on. So this show, um, I had two guests on the show. I had Mr. Hutch Harris, who is, uh, the lead singer of The Thermals, which is a band I've liked for a really long time. And he's also a stand up and he's great. And then, uh, later on, you'll hear some <laughs> very drunk advice. Dealt out by myself and Aaron Gibson, who, if you don't know, is co-host of one of my favorite podcasts, Throwing Shade, which is a, uh, a wonderful comedy um, uh, current events podcast specifically pertaining to feminist and gay issues. And it's great. And I highly recommend it. So we're going to get right into this show. Um so at the beginning of this show in Portland, I told a story that I have told on the podcast before. So because I've told it on the podcast before, I'm cutting that part out. Um, I've been telling a lot of stories on tour. So if that's something that interests you, come on out for that. Um, so anyway, this the story that I tell, I actually told in episode eight with Amanda Lund. If you'd like to listen to that story, you don't have to, though. I'm only mentioning it because Hutch and I talk about it for a split second at the beginning of our interview. Um, and all you need to know is that the story is about a traumatic uh, thing that happened with um, a boyfriend when I was 20 years old and my a period mishap. It's a menstrual story. So that's all. That's that's what we're talking about at the top of the show. So here you go. Please enjoy This Feels Terrible live in Portland. Uh, I'm going to bring to the stage someone who is so talented, who's in a band I love, and is super great at comedy and music and, and standing and moving and walking, Mr. Hutch Harris! <laughs> Welcome. Hi. Hi. Do you want me here? Yeah. Um, I realize that's a weird story to bring you out to. That's yeah, fine. Yeah? Yeah. All right. 
You sound like you you have like rival stories. It's not much of a story, but I don't know. It's something. Stories like that don't make me uncomfortable. When I was like maybe like eight or nine, my mom took me in the bathroom and she made me watch her uh, change her tampon. Oh wow! Yeah, which like seems crazy, but I don't know. She was a nurse. Right. Right. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it, it's. I feel like it's maybe so. No, there's no story like that. That it's not. It's not like gross to me. Right. I see. Well, that's yeah. great. Yeah. It's never been gross? Yeah. No. That's good. That's right. It should never be gross. Did you know that chicken eggs are periods? I did not. All of them? All of them. <laughs> Except for the ones that are fertilized. Right. Well, sometimes you get an egg and there's like a little bit of blood in it though, right? Right. Well, right? that's that's the wink. That's a wink from God that it's a period. Oh. It's like that's something my grandma would say. It's a wink from God. <laughs> So, Hutch, I, I have a few questions. Okay. Very, very complicated questions. Uh, what's, what's your deal? <laughs> cool. <laughs> what a, a short, easy question. Uh, what is, what your is my deal? Yeah, what's your romantic deal? Oh, like what's my status? Sure. ASL. I'm single. I, I actually just kind of met someone I like. Just uh, before the show? Yeah, just in the lobby. Oh, yeah. wow. She's That's here. Exciting. No, she left. Uh, no, maybe like a month <laughs> you don't ago. Ruin it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, I told her she had to leave. Yeah. <laughs> Understandable. Can't have her hearing this. Uh, no, I met someone like a month ago, but I've been single for like a year and a half. Okay. But I also did the thing with my ex where you like break up, don't see each other for a couple months, and then start hanging out again yeah. for like eight months. Yeah. Which is totally healthy. <laughs> but yeah, we did that. And then maybe like October of last year, we finally like ended that. Sure. Did you have to be like, we cannot, we literally cannot speak for a certain amount of time? No, it was just like we have to, it would be, it was like the thing where like you hang out and it's great and, and it's like you're together when you're physically together, but then mm -hmm. when you don't see each other, it's you're, you're like nothing to each other, which uh, is... Okay. Drive, can drive you both crazy. I, I see. Like yeah. an IMAX relationship. <gasps> yeah, but more expensive <laughs> even. I say, what what do you what do you like in a relationship? Uh, I like someone who's busy. <laughs> I asked, what are you like? But oh no, wait, wait, what am I yeah, like? Yeah, oh, but like also really irritating. <laughs> I don't know. I'm good. Yeah, I'm everything. I'm your everything. I mean, I'm what good is for everything? the most part. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I feel like most relationships in our, I'm in are like there's a lot of great fun stuff. Yeah, and then a lot of bad fighting stuff too. What kind of fighter are you? Uh, confront like, me! Confront me! Confront me on something. Oh, I don't think you want that. Oh, so you're like. <laughs> I don't know. Not. I feel like most fights I would have in relationships, it's always the type where you're like, wait, where did that come from? Because it starts with something very mm. small and escalates. Right. Does that mean that you don't talk about things during a relationship and then it's like, mm. then a small thing? No, but if something's tiny, like you're watching a movie and you're like arguing over like an actor's name or something like okay, that, yeah, yeah. like tiny... And then it just escalates into something huge. So, yeah, probably, yeah, there's a lot being repressed. But that's just, like, <laughs> another thing I feel like is just normal in relationships. We have to wait till we can't decide what that actor's name is. 
and then we'll just start fighting over all these other things. I say, do you always have to be right? I mean, I don't have to be. <laughs> Um, no, no, not at all. I think I'm good at admitting I'm wrong and apologizing. So you are a musician and now also a comedian. That sounds like a really bad boyfriend. <laughs> well, that's the thing is like both of those things are classically hard, hard to date right. things. And I bet, and I think they're, I've dated, well, I've dated both. What? <laughs> Which is worse? Because I've dated a lot yeah. of musicians, but no comedians. Oh, hmm. I mean, they're, they're bad in, in two different ways, in their own ways, in my experience. Yeah, which yeah. are, what are they? Okay, in my experience, well, and you don't seem this way, but in my experience with musicians, they're, um, they all took themselves too seriously and were like frustrated with their music and didn't want to talk about it, like didn't, didn't have the verbiage to like talk about how they were feeling. Right, too high? <laughs> Actually, like I have like a long, I, I like tend to go out with guys who are who don't do a lot of drugs. Even that hair metal guy, when I met him, I thought he was on a ton of drugs. In fact, he said he was, and then later he was like, "I don't do any drugs. Don't tell my friends." And I was like, "Again!" Whoa, that's so. Musicians are either always like doing a ton of drugs and lying and pe telling people they're not, or <laughs> there's that guy. Well, the main thing is like the not the not communicating. Thing, and they're taking themselves too seriously. Thing. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, that's what I like about comedians as opposed to musicians, because, yeah, most musicians are too serious, I think. Yeah. And then comedian guys are just like, just bags of shit. <laughs> terrible cool. bags. Cool, good to know. Burning Good to garbage. know, just all of them. In your experience, all of them. Okay. Uh, fuck them up. No, Would you try again, though? Would you try again? With either, or uh, with, the, with the comedian? <laughs> I I know that I need to be with a creative. Yeah. Which sounds pretentious, but it's mostly just because it's such a big part of my life, and I and I feel like I might be a little kooky in that way, and so you need someone who can share that. Yeah, definitely. Kooky language. Yeah. yeah. But um, then all the other kookiness that comes with it. Right. With, with the with the comedian guys that I dated, they're all really competitive with me. And like, no, I'm just thinking. I'm just, I'm just listening to you. <laughs> no, I am. Um, but so and I'm not would, even. Yeah. I'm not even talking. I'm not. I'm not talking about my ex-husband in this. In case anyone is from TMZ and thrilled that <laughs> TMZ wrote an article about me and my ex-husband breaking up, and all the comments below it were like, "Who are these fucking people?" Right. We don't know who these fucking people are. <laughs> That's probably the nicest comment you could hope for on TMZ. It's the nicest thing. Yeah. It's also false. The coolest thing about the TMZ thing is that there was a French, a French tabloid that picked it up and they had pictures of me and Dan and Dan's picture was just like him like at a thing. And my picture, like I posted on Instagram a picture of me getting stuck in my own dress in a dressing room with like my bra over my head and like a frowny face. And I could, I could read enough French that it was like, and, and they got divorced or she's getting no alimony. It was just me like, oh. I don't know how to dress myself now that I don't have the money of the writer. Um, you have dated musicians. You have not dated comedians. I haven't, I'm afraid. Because you hear, yeah, like, you you hear from men and women, you just hear don't date comedians. Or mm. That's what I've been told. Yeah, there's a lot of self-hate. <laughs> On both sides? 
well, I, it, you know what? Actually, like, it doesn't. I mean, correct me on this, but like, my my impression of musicians is that they don't. In, like all the musicians I dated had to like really believed what they were telling themselves about how earth shattering their right. music yeah, was. Yeah, delusional. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then all the comedians were like, oh, fucking that guy got that thing. Like I should get that thing. Why am I not getting that thing? Or Well, I, I feel like musicians are super narcissistic usually, but comedians, comedians seem to be as well. Right. Yeah, but yeah. then maybe it, it's just like under the surface. So are you with the worst man on the earth? I'm trying. <laughs> it's so hard. I just got Competition to be the worst man is stiff. <laughs> and you are 100, 100% not the worst man. Yeah, there's just so many worse guys <laughs> than me. Well, I mean, you you seem to be a great man. But you've only known me for like 20 minutes. Well, I've been following you for much, much longer. <laughs> you know. Oh. Um, no, I actually, like, I... Uh, my boyfriend told me not to say this. Let's hear it. Actually, that's not true. He I'm not going to put this on him. He, he's super supportive, and he didn't say to not say it. He, Wait, I just didn't talk? get a great Wait, reaction. Is he a musician or a comedian? No, he's 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 a director. He's directing all the all the things. He's running around with a camera. He's literally in this room, but who knows where? He's a great director. Okay, what did he say not to say? No, he didn't say not to say anything. I pitched an idea, and I didn't get a good reaction from it. But not even a bad reaction. What's the idea? I mean, it's so stupid. Why did I do that? I always do this. I can't keep my own secrets. It's too late now. Yeah. Well, I, I, so I don't know when I first heard your album with Pillar of Salt uh -huh. on it. I did see you. I saw you in 2010 open for Matt and Kim. Where? In LA? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Music Box? Yeah. That was cool. It was. You like Matt and Kim? I do, but I liked you more. I cool. came to see you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I like them. They were super nice too. I, I, like I got I got kicked in the head uh, at that show. There were a bunch of like teenagers with yeah, girls sitting yeah. there, and then like I went with I went with a friend of mine, and we both felt very uh, old. Yeah, so did I. I mean, yeah. imagine doing that for seven weeks. Right, right. But you were great. It was. Great. It was really fun. Yeah, but the audience. Yeah, the audience was mostly like high school. And it was kind of this like new ravey like day glow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, exactly. And I was like, oh, yeah. that's not the thing. I masturbated to your music. That was the thing that I like. That I had masturbated to your music. <laughs> during the show. During the show. Oh my God! During the Matt and Kim show. <laughs> You're like, was that was that woman having an upright seizure or? Um... Well, that's good to know. I don't, I don't <laughs> no, know what like, to say to that, but yeah. yeah. No, I think nothing. he was right to tell you. Not, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, that's no, fair. No, 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 no. That's fair. Well, because I, I, I was brought up in a really religious family, and when I heard that album, I was like, oh my God, this is so bad. So bad, but so good. Yeah. We were made to sin. Yeah. Um, and, that, and I always talk to myself while I masturbate, because I'm very turned on by my own voices. Yeah, yeah, you're getting real turned on. Yeah. Just imagine someone fucking right now. Yeah, it's real cool. It's so cool. Uh, do you remember the, that detective dog? What? 
<laughs> is this part of the fantasy yeah. stuff? <laughs> He's always there telling me to bite, take a bite out of crime. Oh, yeah. yeah. McGruff. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's a sordid. Uh, okay. <laughs> Wait, what did he have to do with it? The, the, the crime dog? Just all of a sudden he would pop up in your fantasies like, well, I mean, you're I in was, trouble. I was, <laughs> I was just like, what is this? What is this voice? What is this voice in my, in my head? This voice that I was, not this voice in my head. This voice that I was doing just now. And I was like, well, it sounds kind of like my Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. So Even there's so I many different answer. influences on your masturbation. There are. <laughs> oh. Um... To make you feel less weird. Uh, what can I say to make you feel less weird? Can I tell you that my yeah. dad dressed up as McGruff the crime dog? Really? For like some neighborhood association. Seriously. And the best part was it was he only had like the top half of the costume. Oh no. Is that allowed? It was so he has a trench coat and like the mask and the torso and then just these like shorts. <laughs> he looked like, yeah, like McGruff the streaker. <laughs> the streaking crime dog. Anyway, maybe that, does that make us feel more comfortable? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't, no, I'm sorry. Like it's, did I just assault you kind of in a way? No, no, no. Okay, no, okay. No, not at all. Okay. Well, good. Well, because I used to, when I was really young, I, I was very, I was a slow, slow, slow bloom. Slow bloom, I'm a bloom. Okay. <laughs> Gross, Aaron. Um, and uh, yeah, well, here's, here's fun. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> no, I, 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 when I was, when I was in high school, I would uh, masturbate to David Bowie. Okay. Yeah. And then. Yeah. Right. Wait, what record specifically? Uh, Hunky Dory and yeah, the soundtrack from yeah. Labyrinth. I was gonna ask if it was Labyrinth. Because <laughs> yeah. it's just like his penis and balls for the whole movie in and Labyrinth. And people always say that, and that is not the thing. Like the. Okay. I went. <laughs> what was? There's the music. Well, I did love the music, but it was more just like his. He reminded me of like a professor that you want an A from. And, I, and you'll do anything to get it. Yeah. And he's like, I know you can do it, but fuck you if I'm going to help you. Like, I'll, I'll meet you halfway. Also, just like the stealing children thing, I think is really hot. <laughs> when he threw that baby in the air. Ugh. Yeah. yeah. The only upsetting thing in that movie is at the end of the MC Escher part where he's wearing the like the flowing like that that upsets me I don't like that that broke the fantasy everything I've done I've done for you yeah yeah I just don't think he would wear that um it's based on his other outfits anyway when I heard that the the record I just like I don't know it just spoke to me in a certain way that's not to say that like talking to you right I mean uh, let's Right. I mean, you're not going to start masturbating right here. No. Okay. So yeah. then it's, dif it's different. <laughs> um, so what are you... What? Are, what? <laughs> so, okay. So on your most recent album, you have, like, songs, like, referring to romances and things. Are those real romances? 
they are, they are yeah. No, they are. There, <laughs> there have been plenty of lies on the records. Those, or there's been like fictional stuff. Uh, but sure. yeah, no, it's it is all. Uh, they're all true stories. Cool. And then, what do you, what is your relationship with like the subject of those songs? Do you let them know? Do you send them like a telegram and say like heads up? I mean, or do you, you just say wait nice, for them to? Yeah, I don't. You don't want. If you write a nice love song for someone, you want them to know. But if it's yeah. like uh, kind of, a lot of the songs on this record are kind of cold. They're all about breaking up. So yeah, yeah. I'm not going to really, you know, reconnect with an, uh, with an old ex. Be like, hey, right. here's a song <laughs> that explains sure. a bunch of stuff I should have told you two years ago. Uh, do you think there are like multiple, and this is not a comment on you, just the nature of this whole thing. Do you think there are multiple people who are like, mm, that song's about me? Hopefully. Yeah. But there's definitely more than all, like all the songs aren't just about one person because it was written over kind of a long time. Mm. Three yeah, years. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of long. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, have you ever had a song written about you? No, but there's been songs where I thought like like you're uh, just yeah. saying, oh, that's about me, but uh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. I don't know. I don't think so. Hmm. I'd, it'd be interesting to know. Well, come on out, ladies. <laughs> You're going to tell everyone. Uh, like, with doing music and comedy, m- music and comedy, they have their own, and I hate this term, but have their own groupies. Is there a... Like, yeah. What is, what is the difference between the two? What is your... What is your... And what is your relationship with that? Like, being in a, being in a band with a guitar, with, with women masturbating to your music just night and day everywhere <laughs> i go i thought that musicians were like so horny and just like the scene the music scene everyone's sleeping with each other but i i feel like the comedy scene is way horny and like drugs too i was surprised mm. i i thought that like there was no way you could be having more sex and drugs than all these bands you know yeah, are, yeah. Are, are having but it turns out you can and it's in the comedy <laughs> scene oh so you've you've definitely like hooked up in the comedy scene. No. <laughs> Are a you, little, a little. Yeah. How long have you been doing comedy? Like a couple years. Okay. Has that has that like b- presented any, any problems just yet? Because I will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think yeah. There's there's. I don't. They I mean. <laughs> Just people are weird, but also people. Yeah. I didn't realize how. Uh, there's like a. Uh, Maybe there's a cliche for both. Like, it's a stereotype that, you know, if you play in a band, you're going to get laid. But I think, actually, it works for comedians even better. For male comedians. Not women? Well, I think it works for women. And I, I don't know. I'm always, like, half saying this and then deleting it. But, yeah, I mean, it's, like, a different thing. The women that come up after shows versus the men who come up after shows. Yeah. What, what are the men who come up after after your shows, like, what are they like? Well, they're fine, but it, like, it's a, it's a, like a, we we nurture this quality in men when they're in boys yeah. to like control a room, and it's very much like a, ah, he's in charge and he's the goofy one. Like I was not encouraged to be funny when I was yeah. a kid, which is changing. It's great, um, but yeah, like the 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 all I've dated several men who saw me do a show, but it was always like after, like not. Not immediately after, not the like, hey, I just want a piece of you. Well, you had been dating them already, and then no, uh, no, and then, no, oh. no, 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 oh, okay. just like, just but like had did. seen me around, yeah. But like, there's yeah. a difference between that and then like the 
women who might come up after a comedy show that are just like, I mean, like if I were single, I could see myself being like, yeah, I just want to get a piece of Lewis Black. Weird, weird example of a person, but like <laughs> maybe I would hey, see, yeah, see him scream right. and I'd be like, you know what? I want to I wanna slide it slide across that floor. Sure, yeah. Why not? Why not? <laughs> I want to climb that ladder. I want to poke around that castle. <sighs> is this going really poorly? I like it. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good, yeah. It is weird, though, if you're not... To be not attracted to someone and the, to see them do something and mm. then be attracted, I mean, that's Are real... Are you talking about the story of your night tonight? Well, hopefully. <laughs> I mean, we won't know till later, but uh, yeah. But I mean, it's, <laughs> I feel like it means more. If someone's just like, I think you're hot, I want to fuck you, it's one right. thing. If someone's like, I think you're hot based on something you could actually do, I feel like that means something more. No, that's great. But don't you think there's a thing that like when someone's performing in front of a room, you're like, that person, like there's a biological thing where like they controlled whole room, people look at them they control village yeah you know <laughs> i'm an anthropologist <laughs> which i should have said at the beginning of it but it's just like a like i want a piece like with same with like music like i just want a piece of like this like magic that's happening right and this person can deliver that yeah or like i just want to like touch it just, no, I'm not saying <laughs> i know she's want to no that's fine i understand the desire to just touch it <laughs> or take him back to the village to help run <laughs> to the village. The vi- yes, to exactly. lead, someone has to lead the village. Yeah, yeah. But haven't you seen? Haven't you seen someone do a performance who like don't know? You don't know anything about them, and then you see them like do something, and then and without talking to them, and you're like, I just want to be near that magic. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like a lot. Yeah, yeah. See. I see. <laughs> I, I, uh, yeah, excellent. So. Great. I have one more question for you before okay. we do this next thing. Um, and I don't want you to think too much about this question. Okay. Thank you for doing the show. I appreciate Thank it. I'm sorry I told you that I masturbated to your voice. Oh, no. It's still, <laughs> that's good to but know. I, no, it's great to know. But isn't that fun that that's happening around the world? Pro- if I'm the one... I, if I, this I'm is sure, the first I've ever heard, so yeah, no, it's great to know Most people would have happening. the like, dignity and propriety to not tell you, but um, <laughs> not me. So... I'm going to ask you a question. I don't want you to think too much about, about it. I just want you to choose the one that you feel most drawn to. Okay. Okay. Campfire, pool, buffet. Pool. Interesting. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. Well, of course, yeah. Hey everyone, uh, I hope you liked that, that uh, obnoxious interview with Hacheris. I, I never cease to amaze myself in the way that I conduct interviews with people I like. And um, yeah, that's, that's that. And that's me. And moving on. Uh, the second part of the show is um, advice questions that I answered with Aaron Gibson. And I I don't know if you can tell, maybe you can, and maybe it's silly or, um, silly's not the right, right word, maybe it's, it's cheating for me to kind of excuse how kind of silly I am by, by um, me being a little tipsy. I... 
I made the mistake of having a drink before the show, which I don't usually do, but it was kind of like a stressful day, and I also hadn't eaten anything. Anyway, I am fully excusing myself. The, the only important thing is, uh, yeah, I stand behind 80% of this advice. Oh, speaking of things, I want to say with the Hutch Harris interview, I don't, I don't know, you know, like uh, when I was talking about like gender roles with comedians and people coming up after shows, I, you know what? I actually don't really know how I feel about that. I wish I hadn't spoken so plainly about it in that interview because I don't know if I totally feel that way. Uh, but I'm interested to hear how you feel and um, if anybody else has any insight into that subject, I'd love to hear about it. If you want to email thisfeelsterrible at gmail.com and uh, yeah, on to this uh, this interview with not interview, but Aaron Aaron's going to come up and we're going to chat and we're going to answer some advice questions. And uh, I I like Aaron a whole lot, and I like how how silly she makes me feel. And it was it was I felt very comfortable <laughs> with her um, being a little tipsy on stage. So here it is. Here is uh, the terrible advice section of uh, this This Feels Terrible Live podcast. Enjoy. Hi, everyone. Did you guys have a nice break? Get some, some boozes? You guys ready for some more feelings? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to bring up uh, my next guest up right away. I am so thrilled that she is here. She, oh no, what's happened? Oh no, it's fine. You've you've caught my my spirit, and you're knocking things over. That's that's understandable. Uh, she's wonderful. She is a co-host of Throwing Shade. She also is responsible for me going on tour, basically, because she helped me so much. Please welcome to the stage, Erin Gibson. <laughs> Here she comes. Uh, sit there. Sit here. Sit, sit wherever you'd like. Aaron Hi, Gibson, everyone. Yay! Aaron Gibson. So, Aaron, a couple months ago, I told you that I wanted to take my podcast on tour, and you were so kind. I said, sit down, let me show you my Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> yeah. You're like, you probably couldn't handle it, but let me show you what to do. No, you, you shared all your Excel spreadsheets, and it was, it was wonderful. And then you... It's one. It's got different tabs. So, everybody calm oh. down. Oh. I mean, but it was amazing, amazing bookkeeping. You also gave me, you. do you remember? You know, you gave... I was a bookkeeper before I got into comedy. I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I am so jealous of. I'm so fun. <laughs> you are um, super fun. Yeah. You are super fun. I have fun. the latest QuickBooks, no, not to brag. Yeah. Um, and what, you were in Portland. I know why you're in Portland. Yeah. But tell the audience why, why you're in Portland. Oh, um, I'm in Portland. She's starting a new bridge. <laughs> Yeah, it's called Teterabithia. Oh, but it doesn't have the word bridge in it. It's just called Teterabithia. And you do lose your best friend when you cross it. I once saw a production of Bridge to Terabithia when I was 12 years old, and I saw it in Los Angeles. I'd driven from San Diego, and when she falls off the bridge, I stood up and screamed, No! And I was with a school group, and everyone thought I was making a, a joke, and like, like, but I threw oh, off the actors. But I was so enthralled with the Bridge to Terabithia as put on by 
60 like high schoolers i think so what they just brought in like a log and they were like fall off of this yeah the, like the set piece Spoiler too, like, alert! Yeah. on a children's book anyway and the fern grows under trees Right, that book that I never read. Yeah, yeah. Wait, I, where, the, I, where that fern grows yeah. over there? <laughs> where that fern grows, which is which is. Uh, oh where God, that, that fern again. <laughs> where that fern grows is actually a book about a family that's very anal about where the lawn furniture goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And people are like, "Wait, where do I put the tra- where that fern grows?" Yeah. The red fern. That's a totally different thing. Just that's a very a, high strung family. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm in Portland writing a book. It's called um, From One Mother to Another. And it's all <laughs> advice from a person who doesn't have children for people who do have children. Mm. So yeah. I'm writing a very similar book called um, Oh, I Heard That You Should Do This. <laughs> That's good. So people tell you what yeah. they want to do and you're like, no, 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 no. Is it like that? Yeah. Well, it's like, it's like, because I'm not a mother either, but right, I have right. things like, I, I heard you should breastfeed because that makes the baby oh, Things like that. Tips we have to tell strangers. Yeah. 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 You should breastfeed when you're on an airplane. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of stuff. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. They, they should be quiet now. Yeah. <laughs> basically, we should just collaborate. Let's we not should. do two separate books. Okay. Oh, guys. Yeah. First and then, and then the second. I actually... I. I've never said this out loud, but when I'm in Los Angeles, which is a city that's very... Like, Shitty? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's very... I love that we're both on the outs with Los Angeles. Can I tell you something? I have been in Portland so much because my boyfriend has been living here, and so I come here a lot, and I love it here, and I wish... He doesn't I- know yet. <laughs> he doesn't know he's my boyfriend. <laughs> um, but I really... We're in the same places and everything, but... Whatever. It's We're all like, rooting for them. Yes. We've, I've said hi. He walked away. Um, that I started, I, I realized that I'm so enthralled with this town and how like, oh, I'm from the South. So like, I like when people say hello and smile and, you know, talk to each other like human beings. Um, but I realized that I'm now the weirdo because... Like, I'll go to, like, I don't know, an organic small corner store, and I'll be like, the milk is so great here! And then someone will be like, where are you from? And I'll say L.A., and then I'll start shitting on L.A. really hard. And then you guys, and understandably, will smile and walk backwards. Because I'm harshing everyone's vibe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When I was checking into my hotel, the, uh, the, the woman at the desk for check-in said um concierge concierge she, but isn't concierge, concierge is just someone who like tells you where yelp is yeah, yeah. <laughs> the human yelp uh with the 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 woman at the front desk was like so are you what are you what are you doing are you are you here doing a show and i said oh yeah i am here doing a show and she's like i just noticed that about you i noticed that artist energy I could tell that you're an artist and I was like oh and she's like well but I'm she's but we're all artists I mean we're all artists but what kind of artists are and I was like oh I love I love this attitude in Portland it's like obviously we're all artists yes that is a given I would never imply that anyone I ever meet in Portland is not an artist (laughs) in some way please don't offend everybody yeah yeah exactly Huh, oh, so I wish I lived here. <laughs> it's such a like it's a beautiful. It's a. It's but a do you guys weird like thing. it, or do you? Are you? Oh, yeah, of course. Okay. You know that's not right. That you like your own city. <laughs> you should want to get out. Yeah, leave. Go somewhere. No. Worse. What is your? Uh, 
Yeah, it is a strange thing. Is anyone here from Portland? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So okay. And do you, are you pointing? At, you're pointing at yourself. I love that's great. Um, <laughs> and do you like you like living out? Do you have Portland pride? Uh, I have a lot of Portland pride, but I have to say I'm a little frustrated with the fact that um, there's an they raise my rent like another fifty dollars. Right. Because there are just so On many behalf, artists that are moving to the oh, city. So many California like, artists. On behalf of California, I'm sorry. You don't understand how bad it is for us. <laughs> We're like is, roaches infesting your beautiful garden. Yes. All I know is the last time, I mean, I know a lot of things. But here's one of those things that I know, is that the last time I was in Portland, I uh, was walking around by myself and I walked into a bar and there was, there was a black guy there with a guitar sitting in the corner. He was like putting his stuff together. And I was very drunk. And I realized he was the first black person I had seen. And I was like, what is it like being black in Portland? Like, would not... <laughs> would not leave him alone. I was like, what is your experience? <laughs> and I followed him, like, I helped him with his him. gear back to his car just to hear his, like, what it was like being, being black. Was he like, um, please, please leave me alone. It's so hard <laughs> for me here. You know, well, you know, Oregon was founded as a whites-only state. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did you know that? Yeah. Guys, read Wikipedia. Um... <laughs> Uh, so yeah. right. so I brought you I brought you up to help answer okay. love advice questions and a segment that we're calling two young hot divorcees named Aaron answer love advice questions so exciting now I don't know if being divorced qualifies us to give advice but I think it does right and I and I I'm sorry if you don't identify it is that right? I mean, like I'm a, yeah, I'm, a I'm a new. I have a tattooed on my is a tramp stamp. <laughs> I do do I do find it. I mean, because divorcee and divorce is such a loaded thing. Do, is it anymore? Everybody's doing it. <laughs> yes, everyone's doing it. But I will reference an excellent episode of Throwing Shade when you had Jen Kirkman on. Oh she yeah, about, like, her the, divorce was bad. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, it's just like it's it is weird. I mean, in in L.A., it's like okay, cool. Like you've been up, you went up to the top of the stairs, and there was nothing there, so you came back down. Like it's not a big deal. But <laughs> by the way, you said the saddest thing ever, and then you ended it with not a big deal. <laughs> you had a treasure map to the greatest treasure of all, and you undug it, and it was a bunch of. Baby doll heads. You realize, like, yeah, it's a, yeah, life is a lie. It's fine. It's not a big deal. <laughs> Everything you've been taught to believe about romance is an no. utter sham. <laughs> and it's then you got ice cream. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, like the. I mean, I, I, I really, I really don't feel that way. But like the, I mean, marriages are so different from marriage to marriage. <laughs> Can I say this? I, do, I, well, I don't know. I have friends who've been in five and six years, year long relationships. It is still difficult to get out. You just, just there's more paperwork. Oh, absolutely. Well, that's the whole thing is like I I was in my relationship for four years. Yeah. But I have friends who were in relationships for less than that time. But like the whole like oh you got divorced like you have to change your status yeah. on things when you write it down and it's like a you know what fuck doctors for making me say that I cross it all out. It says single, divorced, married. I just put an X over all of them. Yeah, I, I didn't. Put, I'm not. 
What what does it matter if this pussy's divorced? But I found Check it out anyway. I don't know. Dr. Morrison. Thank you. Susan Morrison. <laughs> I found you that don't after You need to know. I found that after my divorce, my pussy analyzes dicks in a different way. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, like the curves oh, yeah. are yeah. She's like, yeah. Mm. Oh. She just turns into Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> I'll investigate this Is a little this longer a nice this time. Dick? Oh yes. Oh no. Someone said oh no. Okay, okay. okay. Alright. Um no, divorce is great. But I love but <laughs> Did you see that pussy sandwich on the internet today? Did you see that Christian mom who said put two okay. I'm gonna describe it to you, but you gotta look it up. Sandwich. It's a hoagie two hoagies and one of them stuffed like overstuffed with like square ham. Like over like it all hanging out. Oh. And the other one's got like one piece that's like neatly tightly that's like squeezed That's my porn in name is square ham. <laughs> <laughs> And she says, this is why I teach Christian values. Uh, the, the, the one on the left is my daughter. The one on the right is Taylor Swift's vagina. What? And it's just all hanging out, like ham everywhere. Please that's look at that. it when you get home. It's so good. But that's what my vagina looks like if you see it. <laughs> that is upsetting. Because okay. she's divorced. It's a whole package of ham. <laughs> Do you want to go first? Sure. Well, I'll you're the read, host. I'll read this. Oh, I like to gender it, but then wait. Do yeah. you remember Aaron? Before I went on tour, Aaron gave me a, a a joint from a feminist wheat farm. Oh yeah, the Hepburns. <laughs> it's very cool. Yeah, it's they come in tins. Whatever. Yeah. You don't know. It's not all the way legal in California. It's hard. <laughs> Uh, okay. What do you do when someone uses your insignificant social insecurities as indictments on your life and at times your identity? This is so... Marry them. <laughs> Go to their house and tell them that you love them. <laughs> Next. Um, I... I mean, I love, I love really... Fuck off. Yeah. This per- whoever did this to you. Um, that's Nass. Um, that's what you say to this person. I'm sorry. I, I, I think 2016 is a year of no bullshit. Like, do not fuck with me. If you, if you, honestly, especially women, if someone can't treat you with respect, bye, bye, boy. Bye, bye, boy. Bye, bye whoever. Bye, bye, yeah, bye. I mean... No, I mean, this is really, like... You don't need them. This is so specific, which that means so that you're, like, you're clinging in a way because this person has something else to offer. But Look, it's not... A, but like, that's, that's shitty, and that's not enough, and it's not going to end well. But here's the thing. If you do get turned on by someone degrading you, you can do this in a safe way. <laughs> yeah. Where... Thank you. With this person. <laughs> Excellent. Done. Done. Okay. Um, yeah. Great. I mean, this writing is so beautiful, but it's also so Basquiat. This is a. This is a. Okay. This is a Dan Savage article. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I listen. I listen a lot to Savage Love. I, I would be happy to do this in his voice. Okay. Casual polyish. Boo more. Yeah, your boo. Oh, boo. Boo moves to L.A. Oh, okay. Trying to be an adult and cool here, but still 
kind of wish he was still dating. Okay, sorry. He was still here. Okay, dating is hard. Oh. Okay, I say. Okay. So, so this person was dating like, someone go, who, yeah who went to LA on the exchange program that we have um, <laughs> the dreams exchange program uh, but they still yeah dating is hard I don't know did you have a discussion about if you I have a question well this person probably doesn't want to answer out loud yeah if the person moved indefinitely and forever bye because here's the thing dating's hard everywhere <laughs> This person's gonna have just as hard time. And then, um, but also, why, it's so hard to date someone long distance. Look, when I was married, right. my husband moved to Brooklyn, and, and I was he like. Murdered him. <laughs> Some, son of Sam, 1976. <laughs> he put a ring on it. But um, she, loved, she loved him. She loved him, but he, had be, he was doing all these murders. Yeah. Couldn't help it. On top of working for Jimmy Fallon, right? Yeah, he was working for Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> Which is true. He was dipping in and out of decades with his time machine. Yeah. Um, no, no, for this this person who is sad. So sad. That someone, yeah, it's so sad. But like the cool, the cool thing about heartache is that we it's like it's the best time to grow as individuals, and it's not going to last forever and it's also the time when you're really going to be tapped into the most intense feelings that you have and so it's really sad but someone moving to LA don't move to LA for that person don't go there don't go there ever it'll stop it'll stop hurting as much but in the meantime make make some make some stuff yeah and spend some time like dating is hard but um, and he's probably murdering <laughs> he's for sure murdering I the only my, reason for people moving away. I met my boyfriend high at a birthday party. I didn't give a... I was like, I'm not dating anybody. Fuck everybody. And then I was like, what's up? What's up, hot guy? Um, <laughs> but what I'm saying is let go with let God. Um, <laughs> I just realized I'm sitting on in the oh, middle of two chairs. This is another dating one. Dating in a strange city is terrifying. I come from a small town, 34,000 people. Mm. That's a city. <laughs> Um, one grocery store I think is small town any advice on how to date in a big city how quote how do I find a what is it find a story where I don't see the end oh, oh. I think the unknown is so exciting because and it's all the end is where it all dies because you <laughs> I mean honestly like it is nice to be in a relationship sure yeah is it fun to fuck a lot of random guys yeah it's also fun <laughs> no I love I love it... I love being in a relationship yeah, yeah no it's fine it's but good it's still, but it's still like you don't want to be in a relationship where like the the end is totally you don't want to be like well I'm dead now because I'm in a no I know because that it, I'm speaking from this experience. is the fun part like going in a date and by the way I, I have nothing against I didn't use Tinder so I don't know what a hellscape that is but I I, I used the internet to date people I think that's a totally yeah. especially to be oil city. baron single <laughs> that was my description yeah yeah <laughs> um also um, this is here's anti-advice go take a photo class I see all the photoshops around here still. 
Go take a photography class. Also, every big city <gasps> build a is bear a bunch workshop. of... <laughs> build a bear workshop. No, please do not meet people at the build a bear <laughs> workshop. That's a very bad place to meet people. Please stay away. If there's a guy that's hanging out that's like, yes, here on my own, go, go away, go away. That is a bad situation. So many adults love that guy loves kids. Um, All right, so dating, dating in a strange, practical advice. Every big city is like small cities all together. The cool thing is that there are people that you will relate to and like in that silly city. I was about to say silly, which. I should have. Freudian slip. Every city is a silly. Because it's just a construct. <laughs> Find your tribe. Is the thing. Find your tribe. <laughs> but really, but really, like I know I'm getting increasingly more drunk, but but for real, that's like a big city is great because you will find like the specific Thing. I know I found moving to LA when I first moved to LA I was terrified Please, I can't I, I, I want to kill myself right now <laughs> I, I was terrified and like met met like a ton of people who I loved and still talk to but I did find like a very specific group of people that had gone to the same I didn't do this on purpose but they had gone to the same Emerson? college as, well fine yes <laughs> <laughs> there's a, so in in la there's a fucked up thing that big colleges they hunt, hang out with each other and i did but i i ran yeah. with the emerson crew ran with the harvard crew whatever ran I, with I the northwestern you're... crew i thought i was gonna marry this phil- philosophy major from harvard named phil specter <laughs> yes Bad phil move. Specter was getting the philosophy major Oh. Look, it's hard everywhere. It's I. It's you know, easier in a big city. It is it's easy. better. And oh easier my god, in a big you have city. way more. So many more. It's gonna be fine. People. Go to the things that you like. Do you know who, what, the first person I slept with? His name is Bubba. Okay, <laughs> that's not his real name, but it might as well be because no one calls him Ronnie. The point is, that was my only option in Houston, which is a garbage town. Did you Portland lose your virginity? Amazing. It is amazing. You, you will never fuck a guy named Bubba here, and that is the takeaway tonight. Aaron, did you lose your virginity at a water park? Please say you did. Please, on one of those wave pools with Bubba at a water park. Right at a Schlitterbahn. The river, the river, <laughs> that means nothing to nobody here. Um, I, oh. I lost my virginity in my sister's bedroom. On the floor, I have a class. <laughs> Aaron didn't hear my story earlier. Um, Did you lose your virginity on the floor? No, no. I just I was talking about having sex on my ex boyfriend's roommate's bed. It's not. A Why place. are we awful people? <laughs> you don't know when you're young. You're just horny. You want to fuck. Yeah, that's all there is to it. It's not that we're awful. It's like a like a passion. It's not that we're awful, we're passionate. And that's why we fuck on people's, where people sleep. (sighs) (laughs) All right. Is having sex on your outdoor deck acceptable? Yes. Do you really need to put up privacy blinders so your backyard neighbors can't see? (laughs) I think it depends on what you're into. If you like them watching, no. Yeah. I don't you know, know what? Like, it's your backyard. I mean, are there billionaires in the audience? Who has a who has a deck with a viewing area? Oh. And all? <laughs> it's amazing. Aaron, Can I come over? There's houses here that aren't teardowns that are under a million dollars. Do you believe it? I don't. I'll Guys, only believe it if I'm given one for free. 
Do if you want to get really depressed, go on Redfin and, and get the get the alerts for um, houses under eight hundred thousand dollars in L.A. And then just grab a razor blade because it's terrible. That's why everyone's here because it takes so long to search and you have your facial hair. <laughs> Would you like to buy I'll this? spin any suicidal joke. I'm suicidal. If a guy breaks up with me for being immature, but totally was. Oh, that you, okay, but I totally was. Is it cool to take him back after a month of personal growth? He's a cute <laughs> nerd. I, I have never heard, I have never heard the sentence, uh, a month of personal growth. <laughs> I've never heard it. I'm laughing out of recognition. <laughs> Definitely like done stuff and then been like, yeah, yeah, I'm working on myself. And then like a month later, send an email, be like, I, everything's fixed. <laughs> I'm ready. I fixed everything. Um, you will break up again, but if you want to keep fucking this person, yes. Right? But also people, people don't break up with people for logical reasons I would question I would question this explanation of why this person broke up with you it's very possible that they're immature they're going they're going through whatever and just broke with you broke up with you forever for whatever reason do you think that he because no one's like immature but he was like no you're immature but it's really like self but I know yeah I know that attraction and love doesn't work and I like well let's see how how mature you are great and boner and heart and I'm here like that's not it's not the way that I think you you deserve better also like fuck fuck him maybe you weren't immature that's dumb don't let people tell you that you're maybe take something from it but also like fuck that like that person could just be saying whatever he's not the also she oh he's a guy yeah also maybe you are immature fuck it go to clown school Fucking, if you're you know, in your, do something like I don't. Yeah, not everyone has to be like. Oh, hello, I'm here for the white tablecloth dinner. You know maturity. <laughs> We've all been to those dinners. You know buying Ooh. the roses from the people who sell them and then handing them to the other person and being like, <laughs> "Let's get in our limo and go to your condo and fuck against the glass." It doesn't have to be that way. <laughs> oh. It's not all shame with Michael Fassbender. Oh, never seen it. <laughs> Scared to see it. <laughs> Might like it. <laughs> it's very sad. It's very. The end is. If you don't watch the last ten minutes, it's fine. <laughs> and that then it gets into like super. a weird homophobic rant. Hot. Spoiler uh, alert on that children's book. <laughs> uh, that you know that was a children's book at the big. Yeah, 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 yeah. For for really progressive. <laughs> Children. For, for Swedish, who were, for children Swedish who were worried children. that their that their bent dicks were not normal. Yes, yes, exactly. and had a weird relationship with their sisters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. never seen it. I know everything about it. <laughs> it's all right. I think. Like, I haven't seen it in a long time. I feel bad for how I watched it. Oh, you were eating like like a pizza, and you were just like, <laughs> oh yeah, this is how I do this. I was like, I, was like, I don't know. I was sexualizing him while I was watching it, and I feel bad. Oh, no, you shouldn't. You're just damaged, that's all. (laughs) 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 The Wicked Witch of the... That's why you always watch it, because I'm going to be like, I want to do this with this weird fucking crazy person. It's super sad. It's super sad. But you're like, oh, my God, Michael Fassbender is so handsome. And then then he doesn't care about showing his penis. Here's the thing. Watch him in the new X-Men movie. I did. Oh, right. 
Have you seen the new X-Men? Guys, somebody write a better line for Michael Fassbender because there's literally a line where, do you remember when he's like screaming to this guy? He's like, is this what you want from me? Yeah. Is this what you want me to be? No, that was- Just take a shot at a second draft, whoever fucking wrote that. That was... That was dumb, but he was like starting a life and he had a thing, but like why? <laughs> In Romania! I mean, the chances of, I mean, plug your ears, the arrow. <laughs> <laughs> the TV show yeah, Arrow? <laughs> no, what happened in that scene? Like, I was watching Wait, it, like, is anybody not? I really, is anybody going to watch it who hasn't seen it yet? I was, so, so. I'm not on an airplane. Magneto, Magneto, and it's not important because it's the beginning of the movie, but he, like, finds a new life, and he has, like, it's very Portlandy too. His oh, yeah, new, he's doing artisan yeah. metal work. <laughs> and his wife is just, like, cool. And I was really watching it being like, maybe this is the end for Magneto. Like, <laughs> this is his... This is what happens. They did a Lifetime movie for men for Magneto at the beginning of X-Men. But then that part with that necklace, I was like, oh no, like something bad's going to happen with that necklace. And then her thing with birds. I'm over them. Write a better script. It's just all razzle-dazzle at this point, right, everybody? (laughs) Do you agree with Auntie or not? (laughs) I I have such a soft spot for them. I'm like, they have powers, but they're sad about their differences. (laughs) They don't know what the good they could do. They think they're different, but they're good. I love Do you know the, do you know the, um, there's a specific way you have to stand in movies if you're a female in superhero movies? Do you know what Uh, it is? No, it's the same as if you want to look like you have a thigh gap. Do what? you know what it is? Oh, it's so no. easy. No, oh, no, it's fine. Just but forward? just imagine I have stilettos on. Oh yeah, forward. It's like this. Oh no. <laughs> I do that in the Watch. mirror every day. You're gonna yeah. see it. All, you're gonna see it everywhere, and you're gonna be so turned on. Because <laughs> it would be disgusting for those thighs to touch. <sighs> all right. <laughs> the final question. Okay. In what ways? Wow, this I like. I like this one. I would like you to read it. Okay, in what ways does a hidden estrus cycle, almost unknown or unrepresented elsewhere in the animal kingdom, of the human female contribute to identity in both genders? Second part, what actions may be taken to mitigate and or abate its negative impact on relationships? Now, I believe what this question is asking is... Is why do women have PMS? Um, I love this question. Infidelity. I, oh, the estrus cycle. Are you talking? Oh, wow. That's when you. That's when your your testosterone. Yes. Yeah. Get ready because the sexy cycle. Shockingly, I don't know a lot about uh, my own menstrual cycle. This is when you know when you like get real horny and then you start your period. Yeah. yeah. And your face and your faces. Super symmetrical, and, you're like, and you drive around smoking capris <laughs> while listening to the thermals. <laughs> Top really down in a Sebring, yeah, Aaron, you know. I so embarrassingly told the previous guest that I masturbated to his music. <laughs> That's bad hosting. I am jealous. <laughs> but I used to drive around like L.A. in my Saturn. Smoking capris and just like listening to, because I don't smoke, but I would How have some in my. How did you jerk off while dry? You already talked about this, right? No, no, I would jerk. 
We would jerk off at home, but like. But you would get <laughs> revved up in the car, no, no pun intended. I mean, like, but it was just like a thing. Like I, like I used to masturbate to music and colors, and like it's not important. Colors, so like that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mostly just to see if I could. Like you were like, cauliflower. Oh. Here ever masturbated to colors or painted or the things? movie colors? If there was ever a city, really, no one masturbated to colors just to see if he could. Okay. How? I understand you don't want to raise your hand because <laughs> you're I so busy that. masturbating, thinking about the Crayola box. <laughs> um, I think that the female estrus cycle should be fucked with. Do not try to fight it. <laughs> I don't know. You know, infidelity, it's funny that, you, that this question's been asked because I, I don't generally, I'm not generalizing. I think, I think what they're like, saying, women I are, mean, the, the, I mean, like, it's, Why it's, do boners make guys in, in, uh, cheat? <laughs> Is that what, that's what it's asking. Well, I mean, the, the, Contribute the, to infidelity in both genders. What she's saying is that why would this pussies saying, be so powerful? <laughs> like the uh, both 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 genders have this like this revved up thing that makes us seek sexual relationships outside of our committed relationships. I feel like this person is is writing a really good okay. What actions may be taken to mitigate and or abate its negative impact on relationships? I think communication. <laughs> yeah. Real real answer, just communication about what's happening. That's the best thing ever. And letting go of this 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 really archaic idea that the person that you're with is the only your only source of sexuality and your only source of everything. That's not to say like not I'm not even talking about polyamory, but just like that that idea letting go of that idea. <laughs> I'm speaking to myself in high school. It's like, oh, I've fallen in love with somebody. Like, I need to make sure that like they are never attracted to anybody else ever because that is the that is the thing. But like the, I think, be great. yeah, no, I think it's healthy to be a little bit jealous and a little bit like as long as it's like a safe jealousy. Is that what you're saying? Like, it's not, it's not, it's not actually rational to be like, sure, I have blinders on. I only find you attractive. You only find me attractive. Yeah, and, I mean, like, I guess I'm thinking of like even a more open escape than that like you personally like I'm like personally letting go of uh, imagining that the person that you love is only sexually titillated by you is a fallacy like maybe they only want to have sex with you but like the that idea is will just drive you fucking insane because you'll you'll meet other people and be like, well, you want to fuck her, don't you? Like, what's your like? Th that's that doesn't just make be cool, sense. dude. Is that what you're saying? Just be, <laughs> just be cool. Also, like being treating. I mean, speaking speaking as a mostly heterosexual woman. Is that a thing? Sure, you just <laughs> made it a thing. <laughs> sure. I've done it with ladies. Who cares? Um, what a gross way for me to put that. And it was a nice. It was nice. Always you. Here's your pattern. Here's your pattern. Important thing, but whatever. <laughs> well, like I the the uh, getting it's it's all just uh, just feelings. Um, 
I think I wish I could help you because <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm so deep in my in my own brain. No, like the, the the recognizing thinking of your. I know. Well, speaking just from personal experience, I know that when I was younger, I viewed my male partners as something different from me, which is something that was like a loving being that was like turned on by different things, not necessarily wanting to fuck other things all the time. But then the second that I got the feeling that they weren't totally, all of their sexuality was based on me from birth, like some weird Jurassic Park, like this is everything that you've ever wanted. And that being heartbreaking, like letting go of that and being like, oh no, we're all, like being in a relationship is so much more than sexuality even though sexuality Agreed. is so important, but being in a relationship is so much, so much more than that, that like you, one should not be threatened by that, by like outside force, outside people. Cause you really can't yeah. control that either. You can't, but also if you communicate and like figure out what's going I on. I saw you looking at that girl. You want to fuck her? Yeah. You want to fuck okay it? You dirty okay bastard. You want to fuck that girl? And then you end it with, I'm okay with that. But you say it in that voice. <laughs> no, I mean, well, I just, just open up the conversation. I mean, it sounds like this person is writing a very good paper. <laughs> and, and, that's, and that's it. But like, yeah, actions, actions, just communication. I think that it's always important to trust your gut. And I mean, honestly, like, you, well, yeah. you know, when you know, when you're like, this isn't right, this is this is OK. Well, there are like also like the secret, all these questions. Yeah. It's like, how do you feel? Do you want to get back together with this person because you've had one full month of maturity lessons? Like if you're if your thoughts then do it, start to resemble some sort of uh, SAT equation where it's like one train is going at 25 miles an hour. But then also it's made of ice like. No. <laughs> the answer is no. It is bad. There'll be better things that are easier things. Like you are lovable. You will. You, there will be people who love you. The important thing is to find somebody who loves you for the reason that you love yourself. And if you're sitting there and you're like, I'm, but I don't love. I don't love myself. Um, first of all, I'm sorry your voice is like that. <laughs> but <laughs> second of all, then you then you then you need, then you have some work to do. You need to figure out why you like yourself and then find someone else who agrees. Otherwise, it's all going to be it's all going to be fucking garbage. Yeah. Tweet it. Tweet it. Tweet it. Tweet that. You're way better at these questions uh, answering than I am. Well, I think obsessively about relationships. <laughs> Thank you. Do you think that's healthy? <laughs> I mean, now what now that I'm Ray doing Austin a countrywide is. tour, I mean, I, I don't know. You know, like, I, I don't know. I, don't I know do, my actually. Hi. Yeah. I have Hi. a question. I do think it's healthy. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> and I think, I think you're very healthy. All right, that is almost it for the show. Remember, you can still come and see me on tour. Just go to erinmcgathy.com. There's a lot more to the live show than what you're hearing now. Also, at every show, we've all hung out afterwards, and it's been a lot of fun. So I highly recommend you come to a show. If you hear this in time... 
I don't even know if it will be up in time because the show is literally tomorrow as I speak in Pensacola on the 15th at 8 p.m. Um, all the proceeds from that show are going to the Pulse Orlando Relief Fund. And I'd love to sell more tickets to that so I can give them a bigger check. So please come to that show. Go to AaronMcGathy.com. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to end the podcast with a totally indulgent thing that I may only like. And I'm sorry, I mean, if you don't like it, you can turn it off now. I'm going to tell you exactly what it is. And I understand if you don't want to listen to it. So I did this in the um, at the Los Angeles show. You can actually see a video of me reading from my teenage dream journal while um, Angela Trimber, friend of the podcast, dancer extraordinaire, does a wonderful interpretive dance to that dream journal while some very fast instrumental music plays. So if you'd like to see the version of this... (laughs) Uh, you can do that. What you're about to hear right now, I did the same thing in Portland, but instead of having a, a friend come up and improvise an interpretive dance, I had an audience me- audience member named Kate come up and do an interpretive dance. Now, obviously, you cannot see her dance. <laughs> All you can do is listen to me tell this dream with this music in the background. And uh, if that sounds like a boring thing, I understand I understand completely, but I'm keeping it in the podcast and that's how we're going to end the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I I hope that I see you on tour. I hope you are well. You can tweet at me by tweeting Aaron McGathy or at Aaron McGathy on Twitter. Uh, Hutch Harris of the Thermals has a new record out, which I highly recommend you listen to called We Disappear. You can listen to Aaron Gibson on the Throwing Shade podcast. Uh, that's it, guys. McGath Attack. All right. We have one one final segment. Aaron, if you will stay on stage. For sure. This, that would be great. Okay. This is the end. Do I have, and I know I do, in the audience, there's a dancer. Oh, this. Oh, <laughs> and the, and and this is this is a totally loving bit. I'm going to be making myself <laughs> vulnerable. Best response. Yes, yes, you come down here. What is your name? <laughs> someone, yay, someone else. Yay! Oh yeah, Kate. Care for Kate, everybody. Uh, yay, Kate! <laughs> All right. You're going to be amazing. So I, uh, a few days ago, came across my teenage uh, dream journal. And um, I, hope I, I find it... Just, is me just standing over here. Yes. Like, correct? Okay. I, I genuinely just want you on stage just, to, just for your face. <laughs> okay. <laughs> per use. Uh, okay, so I found my high school dream journal, and um, I am fascinated by it. There's no reason for me to be... Like, there's no reason for me to share it, except at a show where I may read it while you do an interpretive dance to that dream journal. <sighs> this... This is... This is next level. <laughs> Are you bummed you didn't come up this here now? <laughs> yeah, but let's hear it for Kate. This is Kate! Be great. <laughs> Kate, no, yeah, excellent. Uh, oh, honey, so stretch you can it out. Move. 
No wrong answers. No wrong answers at all. I'll say just before reading this that uh, John is my, is my boyfriend in this thing. And this is from when I was 18. Hit it, Brian. I'm with John, going on a camping road trip to get away from my family. It's meant to be a bonding trip for the cast of Echoes. <laughs> my mom is driving the car as Wait, we leave. Can I interrupt? What's yeah. the cast of Echoes? Uh, it was a play my boyfriend was in. Okay. <laughs> my mom is driving the car. She was dead at this point. My mom is driving the car as we leave. Alex Edge, John's brother, and my dad and my, and my stepmom are also there. We're driving through this beautiful wooded area. <laughs> we drive by the sign that says, Horseback Rides. John asks, <laughs> John asks if I want it. to go, and of course I do. We first go to some sort of train station, then we see a sign to pick the different horse rides. They are all overnight. We spend the night at a cabin. It has a very religious camp feel. We spend the night in a room that looks like John's. In a bit, it's obvious that we've had sex. <laughs> he then picks up this woman. He then picks up this woman from the other side of the bed and lies her on top of me next to him. She's a shaman. I ask if she's been there the whole time, and John says she doesn't mind. She has blonde hair, pulled back into a bun. She's pretty, but has little mossy features. Mousy features. You shaved <laughs> her in your dream journal. She's wearing a sweatsuit and smiles a lot, even though she's 23. <laughs> what does she have to smile about? <laughs> she has tan skin with laugh lines. Her nose is not upturned. Kate, everybody! Oh my Tonight, let's hear it for Hutch Harris and Aaron Gibson. Woo! Lowe's wants to help you keep working. That's why we're open for pro business hours 6 to 7 a.m. Monday through Saturday. You'll find the quantities you expect with dedicated pro associates and loaders to help you get what you need fast and load you up curbside. Now, more than ever, we know you need to win every single bid. You can count on Lowe's for special values on pro-trusted brands and savings when you buy in bulk. Save yourself a trip by shopping Lowe'sforpros.com, where we can ship thousands of items to your doorstep or to the job site. Lowe's is open and pro-ready.